Family Movie Night podcast where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. This is episode 56, and we are still talking Christmas around here as everybody's getting ready for the holiday. Uh, Donnie Dorsey, the hero of our podcast, what's your favorite way to get like in the Christmas mood, my man? Um, if for me, it's going to be some type of music. I'm probably throwing it. on, I'm throwing on like a Christmas album of some sort. Like, I mean, now I'm telling y'all, like, this is probably opposite of what most people do. They throw on that Mariah Carey. No, no, no. We're not doing Mariah Carey first. We're starting out with some Temptations, yeah, some that's Supremes. Right. That Silent throwing... Night, that Temptation Silent Night, that's somewhat, that's something else, man. And then we're, and then we're throwing in a little, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays in sync. I that's knew it. We, that's how we roll. I almost guessed because I thought most people think that Donnie's go-to is Mariah Carey. I know Donnie's go-to <laughs> is Merry Christmas, Happy Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas. Hey, uh, I knew that's where it was going to be. I was so excited. Uh, very good. Okay, of course, and then of course we have. Uh, the villain of our podcast, uh, Scrooge McDuck himself, <laughs> Sawyer Hewlett. Uh, I, you don't even get to be Ebenezer Scrooge. You have to be <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Uh, I think that's the best version of Scrooge. Scrooge McDuck is the best. Uh, I don't know. Patrick Stewart, man. If you get to oh, be Sir Patrick also, Stewart I, I or Michael Caine. Bill Murray. Oh, Bill yeah. You're Murray not wrong. is the you're best version of Scrooge. All right, so have you seen Spirited, though? I haven't watched it yet. It just, okay. it just came out. Yeah, he could be. I don't know. Was it Will Ferrell that is the ghost? Yeah, I think Will yeah. Ferrell is Scrooge in that one. Yeah, yeah. I think Will Ferrell the, 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 is Scrooge and okay. Ryan uh, Reynolds is the ghost. The ghost. Okay, so he could be, I mean. None Will of us Ferrell. have seen it, though. So, I mean, <laughs> we're yeah. just throwing stuff out at this point. So you're here. How do you, how do you get into to get in the in the mood? What what's a Missouri Christmas way of getting? Oh, in the mood? um, I mean, it definitely uh, clothing is is my biggest thing. That might sound I, weird. Hold on, it sounded. I I have I, a I Christmas wear clothing every robe. day. Oh, okay, yeah. I have a Christmas robe, and I'm wearing it right now. Okay, oh. I have wool socks that I that I break out at Christmas time. Um, I have a bunch of sweats that like, they're only useful in the months of November and December, basically and a little bit of January and February. Um, so you also to a year old when, what? When, for Christmas, that's how you celebrate. <laughs> you get yeah, the Christmas by turning into a curmudgeon. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I turned into a hermit. Everybody's grandma. Yeah, exactly. So you, so you don't throw on your favorite Nelly album, like, and, and start spelling out nope. Missouri? No, I, okay. I will say I have a vinyl of an Andy Williams Christmas record, um, wow. and that one I'll, I'll throw on at some point in the near future, uh, for sure. When I'm I did, I never realized that a, a Christmas for a seventy-year-old woman and a hipster. <laughs> Are basically the same thing. We're throwing on a vinyl record, getting our yeah. comfy robes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like and I'm just so you know, on on this podcast, I'm going to be wearing this robe for like the next four episodes. Every other episode that we talk about Christmas, I'm going to be wearing this robe. Okay, it's just <laughs> going to happen. I'm happy for you, but of course, you've already heard from her, the mom of our podcast, Heidi Cooper. Uh, tell me, what is the way you get into the mood for Christmas? 
Oh, decorating and wrapping presents. Are now, when, when does that, when does decorating happen for you? Oh, so I know this is a really controversial topic for moms right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I wait until the weekend of Thanksgiving. I wait until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. That, that's it for us too. We we always uh decorate on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So yeah, I will say that that's always been a family tradition for my like from the past. And so I just stuck with it. Same for yeah. me. My mom always decorated. I think my mom actually now though decorates pre-Thanksgiving. Uh, because she'll you gotta often give Thanksgiving have- is due. You got to give Thanksgiving <laughs> is due. You can't just be skipping over it. That's like a meal where we eat that food and like yeah. people like going straight to Christmas. I get a little offended. I'm like, hey, excuse me. Um, we'll we'll deal with your fruit cakes and all these different random assortments of foods later. I got turkey and pie to be eaten. <laughs> Donnie Dorsey, food driven human being. Give weighing in on the holidays. You just throw on, you give me food and some, some Christmas music around the time. I'm good to go. Very good. Well, Hey, before we get into the movie, we are talking about for today, Donnie Dorsey, why don't you go ahead and tell them what we do on this podcast? Yeah, so on this podcast, we encourage every family at Community Christian Church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories and start conversations that matter. The goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have routine, regular times of connection and shared experiences that'll help you build stronger relationships. You're muted, Sawyer. Filling in, you know what? Normally I would cut that out, but just going with the 70-year-old grandma thing for today, I think you talking while muted has to stay in. Very on theme. It's very on theme. Um, Anyways, movie nights, great opportunities to do that. You know, building stronger relationships and shared experiences. Uh, Because movies are not just an easy way to share laughter and joy, fear and sadness in a safe environment. But they also give us a chance to talk about what matters most to us in ways that are meaningful and memorable with our children. And on this podcast, we want to not only recommend some movies you can watch on your monthly movie night, but give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you can have with your children during or after the movie. And as always, the point of this podcast is not to add another thing to your to-do list as parents that you feel guilty about if you don't get done. We just want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together so that you can build memories and have conversations that matter. So throughout our conversation today, remember that we just want to have fun and help you think through simple and easy ways to love your to sh- love your kids and share your love of Jesus with your kids. <laughs> and uh we think the movie we are discussing today is a great opportunity for you to do that. Uh this is a movie that just came out last year and some of you may have seen it but a lot of you may have skipped over it. Uh it is available on HBO Max. It is called 8-bit Christmas. And uh, this is a movie that has a terrible description on IMDb. Uh, normally, I just read them. I don't do any prep work. Uh, but I'm just going to try and give you a quick recap uh, because theirs tells you nothing about it. This movie is about Neil Patrick Harris, who is a, a father uh, who has his daughter for Christmas. And um, they are uh, traveling to see his parents uh, or go stay in his childhood home. And while they're there, uh, they find this Nintendo that was his when he was a kid. And then he begins to start to very much a la the, uh, a Christmas story, 
tell the story of his childhood, uh, which took place in the late 1980s. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he can't determine what year it is, which is the most dad thing ever. Uh, the late 80s. And then he starts referencing sports, which is the next most dad thing yeah. ever. Well, they won, they won the World Series. And yeah, so, um, yeah. So Can I just say also, since How I Met Your Mother ended, Neil Patrick Harris has transitioned firmly into like dad mode. Like everything oh, he's yeah. in these days, I feel like he's playing a character that my dad would be like, oh, I like that guy. Even the villain in The Matrix. He's like, I'm like, I think my dad would like this character. Well, you know, well, let me finish this and I'm going to come back to Neil Patrick Harris. Let me just let people know. So he tells the story of when he was a kid and an important Christmas when he and his friends are like scheming to get an original Nintendo entertainment system, the original NES uh, that came out in the late 80s. And uh, it then becomes very much a heartwarming tale uh, in all of those things. So uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who who is kind of the narrator of this movie, I can kind of see Neil Patrick Harris, I think, even before How I Met Your Mother and during it, uh, was everybody's mom's favorite person. So, that I mean, that was kind of always his character. I get if, like, your first introduction to him was, like, How I Met Your Mother, where he kind of plays this womanizer character. It doesn't seem that way. Neil Patrick Harris is, because he does magic. Like, he's he does show tunes. He's everybody's, he's, you know, uh, him and Ellen DeGeneres are friends. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole vibe. So, uh, but yes, he definitely uh, kills it in this movie. Um, but, before we get to kind of any of the themes of the movie, I just want to talk about what everyone's experience of this movie uh, was. Is this the first time that you had seen this movie, Donnie Dorsey, or did you did you watch it last year? This was the first time I seen it, so this was my first eight bit Christmas. <laughs> well, not your first true eight bit Christmas. When did you get a Nintendo Entertainment System? Uh, I got it. Let's see, whatever year everybody else got it, I got it three years after that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I got mine in 1995. So <laughs> my parents got, and we thought it was brand new. My parents were like, we're going to get you this. I didn't realize that the Super Nintendo was out, and about a year later, the N64 was coming out. <laughs> but we, we all got it the same year. It was whenever everybody else was over it and sent theirs to Goodwill, and our parents got <laughs> <laughs> In Fayetteville, I think it was technically Peachtree City. It's on that border between Peachtree City and Fayetteville. There was a, and Donnie may remember this, there was like a video game repair shop, like a used yep. Do you remember this place? My dad went there and bought someone else's broken NES that the guy had repaired. Yep. That's what we got. And we got we but we did get a bunch of games from it. We got Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers. Like we the got system all- was eight dollars. <laughs> and they had used games too. Buy one, get one. <laughs> and the story for like 10 years in my family was my younger brother, Benjamin. Uh, get, he would have been like three, so maybe maybe he was a little older. But anyway, he got mad because my older brother and I wouldn't let him play it, and he ripped it from the wall and broke it, and we had to wait a year to get another. And we were oh, we were so oh, we were so furious at him. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Johnny Dorsey, not your first eight bit Christmas, but your first time seeing eight bit Christmas. What did you think of this movie? I I like the um I like the element. I love the idea of when someone's telling a story and you have that narrator role and then they're in the story 
And then yeah. you kind of get that flashback moment. Those are, especially when you have the right narrator. And Neil Patrick Harris, like, just, he's just one of those people, like, when you hear his voice, you're like, all right, you could tell me a story about anything. He could, like, literally just start reading the phone book. I'm like, all right, cool. So Adrian Adonis got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what he does really well too in this, and not necessarily him, but I guess more the writer and director, is the kind of um faulty memory where the, the yeah. memories keep changing. And he's like, I was wearing a helmet as we always wore the helmet. And yeah. it's like, was it green? Yes, it was green. And you keep seeing the <laughs> yeah. memory change, which is a which is a fun l- little twist on those kind of stories. Yeah, yeah. So such so very good movie. Like I enjoyed it. Um Definitely something I, I think uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it with the kids until they came in at the end of the movie. Um, uh, and so, like, I might uh, end up rewatching it because I thought it was pretty good. Sawyer Hewlett, villain of our podcast, uh, which this movie doesn't really have a, a central villain. So, um, so I, I think, think I can just be Neil Patrick Harris, you know? No, I mean, I, no I, he's not a villain. But, I think no. it's got to be the, um, the kid who. He's played um, villain. Yeah, the bratty the kid, kid. Who had, yeah, who had the system before everybody I think else. It, I think he should be overpriced retail marketing. <laughs> <laughs> he should be the boycotting moms. That's what I he is. Yes. yes. He's yeah. the there you go. Movie. In his little in his little robe. Yes. <laughs> Very good. No. All right. Sawyer Hewlett was this your first time seeing 8-bit Christmas, or did you see it last year? This was not my first time seeing the movie. It was my first time paying attention to the movie. My mom put it on last year at Christmas time. She's like, this just came out. And I was like, eh, no, I'll just be on my phone the whole time. This is the first time that I was like actively paying attention to it. And, um, you know, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we basically kind of hit on all the stuff. It was, um, I, it did a good job of kind of feeling like a classic Christmas movie, like a Christmas story and stuff like that. Yeah. While also feeling really fresh. Um, I will say, Anytime a movie is about video games, you're going to hook me. Um, <laughs> and so that that did a good job of keeping my attention. Um, yeah, this, this is just a fun movie. Um, really good characters all around. Um, yeah, great narrative structure, I guess is what you want to call it. Like, you know, it was it was a fun movie. I don't know what else to say. It was um, I mean, it's not like breaking any new ground, but I, I enjoyed it. No, and it feels very much like a Christmas story for Gen X. Like, it feels like, whereas A Christmas Story was really like baby boomers kind of teaching their Gen X kids what it was like to grow up in the 60s, this is very much Gen X parents being like, this is what my childhood was like. And what was fun for me, even though I was not alive in the late 80s, uh, so I might have to wait until we get some kind of like, uh, I don't know, like PlayStation coming out uh, version of this movie. Uh, but my Apple kid- Christmas. Yeah, no, I was I was already a teenager by anyone caring about Apple. Uh, but uh, for me, it was very much my kids kept asking me, so is that what it was like? Is that oh, is that what it was like when you were a kid? And I'm like, I wasn't a kid when this happened. So, I mean, but yes, this is this is effectively, honestly, it fits pretty well in that late '80s, mid '90s feel. All of that same stuff really applies. So, yeah, it's very similar to when I was a kid and all that kind of stuff. So, it was Make fun. It about CDs. That's what it should be about CDs. There you go. I gotta they go. don't know about albums. Honestly, what it should be about is the Napster Wars. That was yeah. really my like. <laughs> that was like I because I had Napster and I was like, am I going to jail? Are they coming for me? Is Lars Ulrich from Metallica coming for me? 
Uh, so Heidi, Cooper. you would have been excited if Lars Ulrich was coming for you. Is the thing, no, Nathan? You seem so. like yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Metallica, but Lars is never the reason I like Metallica. So Heidi Cooper, uh, how did you uh, feel about this movie, Eight uh, Bit Christmas? I loved it, Abel. I just asked him um, how he wanted to review the movie because he actually took a nap and he said it was really good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, perfect thing to go to like, sleep too. He literally he just he put his head hands behind his head and fell asleep watching it. And me and my daughter finished watching it. But I loved it so much. It was so much fun. I did grow up in the eighties and like. I was born in 84. So I grew up in that time and I have memories of all that stuff. And I was telling my daughter like, yeah, we used to, this is what we used to do when we'd go on mall trips. Oh yeah. This is what we used to do. And I was like, Oh, my parents would have never let us separate from them. Oh my God. You know, talking on the handheld, like the, I mean the, oh, the yeah. actual phone. Yeah. I kept telling my daughter and she's like, okay. You know, like, I love so I love uh, <clears throat> one. I love June Diane uh, Raphael, who's the uh, uh, a mom in yeah. the flashback. She's from a great podcast called How Did This Get Made? I think she's hilarious. And she uh, she being the mom who bakes. This was my childhood. My mom baking all the time and I never get to eat <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He was always like, no, that's for someone else. Yeah. I would sneak into steal cookie dough or steal something. Yeah. Get out of the kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And the, the part, like when the daughter would be like, Oh, well, were you wearing a helmet? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we always wore hel hel helmets in the eighties. I was like, yes, yes. This is like, cause those are things, honestly, it was, I was like laughing at it. Cause I'm like, Ooh, like my kids, I'm like, you have to wear your helmet, you know, but yeah, yeah. that was not even a thing. I didn't wear a helmet because I wasn't a sissy. There was that yeah. kid who walked around with a limp for a long time after his concussion. And and his, yeah, and his boots, oh my gosh. His boots, it was like, they were purple. No, it was a big deal back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have no idea what a big deal it was. He did smash his head into a brick wall at one point, but it was fine. His eyeball just didn't turn the right direction from then on. <laughs> we were all cool with it, though. All right, so uh, let's talk about the themes. I think we're all recommending this movie. I actually think this is one of the few ones we talk about. I do think this one's pretty much all ages um, in the sense that um, the comedy is probably more for younger kids but it's really all the video game stuff is so much fun. I think older kids will get it. And I think all kids kind of get a kick out of, especially if you grew up in the eighties, nineties, it has such a, the, that vibe and that's that your kids will love to get to hear you talk about your childhood. And that's really the theme for this movie uh, that we want to talk about, which is the importance of us telling stories, the importance of us as parents um, relating our childhood to our kids and not just so that they know us. I think there's kind of like a, uh, a like a, a way that we're kind of like, I want my kid to know everything about my life. It's not that it is. So they get a continuity to their life that they can kind of see through you. Hey, I'm not alone through going through things. Uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes, and I'd never get it exactly right, but it's from uh, the, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the book, the fifth book, um, where Dumbledore says to Harry at one point that children can never know what it's like to be an adult, but that the greatest uh, 
tragedy is when adults forget what it was like to be a kid and that it's so important. And it's not like this, like be a kid, have fun. It's part of the job as a parent is being able to understand what your kids experience is, And you're the one who has wisdom of experience to be able to relate to them and go, Hey, I do remember what it was like to go through puberty and that be freak freaked out. I remember what it was like to be picked on and to have my feelings hurt. Or I remember what it was like to fight with my brother and sister. I remember what it was like, all of those different kind of things to be able to get them to see like, you're not alone through what you're going through. And there's a way out. There's a way to, to grow towards what you want to be. So in the spirit of that, I wanted to ask our co-hosts just here, let's just give some practice of talking. You know, the holidays give you an opportunity to talk about holidays of past. So does anybody have any Christmas memories that they want to share on the podcast? Something that was maybe fun, something that was meaningful, something that maybe you tell to your kids or maybe in your family, you guys just tell each other again and again, oh, remember that Christmas. So who wants to start on this? So kind of in keeping with the theme of the movie as well, ours, mine was um, when we got our Sega. Um, we didn't like get stuff like that, but my uncle sent it to us from Washington and it was when I was watching his, um, uncle from Japan since <laughs> the light, right? Oh yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause we'd like heard rumors. We knew that he had asked my parents if we were allowed to have it. And, you know, there was some conversations, but we weren't sure. And yeah, it was a really big deal. I was, um, I think I was about. 10 or 11 about the age of the, this guy in the movie. And, um, and it's funny cause I remember playing with my little sister who was, who is 10 years younger than me. So she was a baby and we would unplug her console. So she couldn't mess it up. That's what you should have done with Benjamin. <laughs> Just awesome. unplug his controller and let him think he was playing. <laughs> Maybe he wouldn't have lost his temper. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So in that same vein, I remember one Christmas we went to Mississippi, which is where my dad was from, and my my uncle, he was my new uncle at the time. My my aunt had just remarried um and we went to his house for Christmas that year and he had a Sega Saturn in his uh that like one of his like teenage kids had and he let us play it we had only ever played sega genesis and we were like this is the greatest house in the history of the world mississippi gets all the new things which is objectively not true mississippi still is technically in 1972 so uh very much very uh not accurate but that was my uh that was my impression of that holiday donnie dorsey you got any christmas memories that you love to tell your kids about so <clears throat> the Christmas story that kind of goes around for like in our family is of me during Christmas, because the joke is that I'm very like, I'm very grateful and I'm very appreciative of what I get. So like uh, one of the stories that uh, we almost always end up telling is that um, when I was younger, like um, when like this was early when wrestling was still getting more popular like i really had all of the like the action figures and the wrestling rings and stuff so for christmas you had they, a sting i did i had them all I had them all <laughs> but uh they like uh so the the fun thing was that they were put they would put all the individual wrestlers in the tree for me to find them and so me being like you know not expecting anything to come out of it 
Like, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to grab this one and I get it and I pull it down and I scream. Like, I won't even say it. I didn't scream, but like, um, in this very high pitched voice, and they'll, my mom will tell you this too. It's like, wow, like this. <laughs> I was just so, I was so excited about it. I had it and I'm like, and they, and they're, I'm over here playing with it. And they're like, there's more. And that response was that they got that response every time I got wow. something else. Out. And so that's the running joke. It's like, He's like, well, if nothing else, you knew he enjoyed it because as soon as you heard him say, wow, it was, you knew things were good. Undeniable. <laughs> Very good. But, yeah. <laughs> Sawyer, you got any family uh, memories, Christmas memories that you guys like to talk about? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've definitely, I, have I talked about the cereal tradition on here? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Heidi says yes. I knew you told me. Okay. I remember. Yeah. I, I've told some people about it. That's that's definitely one that I love. Where we go and get cereal. I also love. Um, similar to to Heidi, when I unwrapped my first Xbox, it w- I I thought that like the Earth shifted on its axis a little bit because I had already unwrapped two games. I had unwrapped Halo Combat Evolved. And I had unwrapped Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, and like when I saw those, I was like, I don't get this. I know what an Xbox is, but I don't have an Xbox. Because I was only like nine years old. Or I, I was younger than that. I don't. Yeah, I was, I was a young one at that point. And uh, it was the first year that the Xbox had come out. This is the first Christmas. And I unwrapped it. And I, I, I literally was just like, oh, now I get it. And, uh, and that was, nice. that was a big deal. I remember two particular Christmases that kind of became like, you know, things that like Dottie said, you just kind of like everyone in the family brings up one of, one of them was, uh, that my brothers, my older brother, John, when he was like probably eight or nine and like, so we had allowance, but we didn't have like a lot of money. So he couldn't buy gifts, but he wanted to give us gifts. So he would wrap up some of his toys and give them to us. Well, my younger brother, Benjamin, would have been like three at the time. We have this on on videotape because we did we didn't own a camera, but I, I bet Heidi and Donnie can relate to this. We knew families that did, and we would all take turns borrowing the camera from them. And I think at one point, like the church owned a camera, and so we would sometimes get to borrow that to do stuff. So we have some Christmas videos from those years. And we have one where my little three-year-old brother at the time, Benjamin, is opening a gift that was this like stuffed fake lizard kind of thing. It was like one of those, remember those like little cloth animal things and they would stuff beads in them. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? It was one of those. And it was a lizard, but it was, all of us knew it was actually John's. And so he opens and Benjamin opens it and goes, Oh, a lizard for John. And he goes, no, it's for you. And he goes, I don't want it. <laughs> like John him with this whole thing and he's so that becomes the thing is every time Benjamin, I, I don't want it you know so he gave that the other big one and actually uh, based on this podcast I think I need to tell this story to my kids because I don't think I've ever told this my mom had a whole tradition for them mama and they love mama mama's the greatest person in the world to my kid mama used to love to wrap gifts, we would ask for things. My mom has always been very good. My mom is not one of those moms that's like, give me a list and then goes and buys whatever she wants. She would buy specifically what we want. 
but she would always love to play these jokes on us where she would wrap up gifts that would look like the thing we really wanted. And then when we'd open it, it would be like tube socks. And we'd be like, <laughs> what is this? So one year, my older brother really wanted a guitar. He was learning to play guitar, really wanted a guitar. And so my mom wraps up a guitar box like and puts it under there. And we're like, we're like watching the video down, you know, and she's, John's like, Oh man, thanks. He's always opening it, opens it up. There's nothing in it, but a tiny note that says, go to the kitchen or something. He went to the kitchen to go get the thing. There's another note. She made a treasure hunt of the thing. It ends up with up in their walk-in shower. She had put the guitar in the shower. And by the time he got it, he was like, thanks. This was a waste of 30 minutes. Like, oh my God. You know, so my mom's like, my mother-in-law does that. She does treasure hunts for gifts. My kids like it. I think you like it when you're six. I think when you're 15, you're like, just give me yes. the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we're like 40. <laughs> oh, so, what's the next clue? And I never, I never get them. I'm like, it'll be like, check the things, you know, here. I'm like, uh, it makes me think geez, of that episode yeah. of The Office where they're trying to do, do all the, the different treasure hunts. And it's like, that is in, exactly in the right. room it from whence <laughs> watching me and Steven try to find our, our gift card to Dillard's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, I, I had fun already. I'm not even a, a part of y'all's family units, but hearing the stories, there is something that just hearing these stories and like, like I wasn't at Donnie's family thing, but I could relate already to what Donnie was saying and what Heidi was saying and what Sawyer saying. We all have those. And for our kids, for them to be able to kind of see, hey, my mom and dad, they were kids once. They know what it was like uh, to be me. And this kind of really triggers back to something we talked about in the last episode where Heidi was talking about that we are really trying to kind of be representatives of Christ to our kid that we can say to them that's that's part of the whole point of Jesus becoming a human is that he knows everything we've been through uh in a couple of weeks we're going to be talking uh, on this podcast about um the Christmas uh story the Jesus Christmas story the birth of Jesus and I was telling my kids uh, when we were kind of talking about it, I said, you know, Jesus is God, but he knows what it's like to be a baby. Like he was born. He knows what it's like to be a kid who scrapes his knee and maybe tries to act a little tough about it, like tries not to cry about it. Like Jesus knows what it's like to maybe to maybe at times uh, to 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 kind of. We know he knows what it's like to feel fear. We know what it was like for him to be angry. We know what he's like to feel all the emotions you feel. He was tempted in every way that you were tempted. He didn't sin, but he knows what temptation is like. And to, for th them to be able to kind of start by identifying with us and saying, hey, my mom and dad know what it was like to be a kid. And their childhood's not drastically different than mine is so important for them. But there's one other part that we really want to hit on before we're kind of done with this episode, which is the importance for us to talk about our faith journey with our kids, to not just tell stories about, uh, you know, family memories, although those are really good and those are important. We should do that. But to also be able to talk about our faith with our kids, for them to know it's real to us, that it's personal to us. And, you know, if you grew up in a family, um, like part of my favorite Christmas traditions was when we were a kid, uh, we either went to a church's Christmas Eve service, or we as a church had a Christmas Eve service. And that was an important part. In fact, one of the 
famous kind of Martin Christmas traditions at the time was we would always go to Longhorn Steakhouse because it was the only restaurant that was now it's not this way. But at the time, it was the only one that was open late enough on Christmas Eve other than Waffle House because we would get out of doing church services on Christmas Eve so late that we had to go find somewhere we could go and eat. Well, that's an important thing for me to tell my kids for them to see. Wow. Daddy has always and Papa and Mama have so loved the church their their whole lives that that's a part of their Christmas, that Jesus is a part of their Christmas. Jesus is the center of all those things. Uh, But even if you are new to the faith and maybe you're the first person in your family and you're the first person in your family at 30 years old to really enter into the faith, you can still have conversations. So I want to kind of open that up uh, just for discussion here in the last few minutes we have of uh, how do you guys find having conversations with your kids about your faith? What are good ways to to do that? And simple ways, not like, you know, profound ways, just simple ways we can have conversations about our faith. I think um, if the the most honest and like authentic way, honestly, is just to think about when you became like a Christ follower and just the little things that you see, you know, in your day-to-day life. Like I know what I really, what I really like about what my wife does is a lot of times she'll talk about it in the sense of like, look outside and look at the, look at all these things, like the moon, the stars, the, the grass growing, the animals. And like, this is, this is what God created. And like, and that connection of things and like, I think that's an easy way because God is present every moment, you know, of every day. And it's, it's so cool to remind our kids that, Hey, God's been part of my story before my story started. Yes. (laughs) I think that, yeah, that's really good, Donnie. That's really good. Heidi, any ideas of ways that just like talking about either your faith or just talking about faith in general with your kids? Yeah. So, um, I did have one like thing that, um, I thought of, cause I thought we were talking about it for Christmas. And what we used to talk about was like the history of it. And so I still like to tell my kids that, like, why do we give gifts? Like, why is there a tree? What, who is Santa Claus? You know? And like, I, I like to talk to them about like the history of it. I think us just specifically the way that, you know, kind of we're hardwired, we enjoy talking about that stuff, but, you know, I think that can like relate to a lot of different families. I think for me in general, just talking with my kids about, um, my, faith, I try to like in little like opportunities throughout, you know, my time with them. Um, I just try to keep that kind of like a, a thread that just goes through our conversations. Obviously, um, the easiest way is to be intentional with it and to create spaces. So like, you know, um, when we, remember and have the time we do like the right now media and we'll watch a video and um then you know talk about it in the end and so that's a super easy way every single day there's always more content available for us to watch and they'll enjoy the video and then we can talk about like I can explain to them on their level and then also like answer questions and talk about how you know I I experienced that same thing that they might, you know, it might be broken down on a simpler level, but it's something that's kind of universal or whatever, you know? I think that's great. And I think the thing you said that's huge, Heidi, that is really more important than anything we share in here, which is just be intentional with your family and with the setups you have. Like, uh, you know, Donnie will have a way that he does it for his family and Heidi has a way she does it for her family and I do it for my family and all those kind of things. But you, you've got to figure out what is, 
what is the way that fits for your family? But the intentionality is the important part. Uh, specifically with Christmas, one thing that we do is um, when we decorate our tree, and I said on the last uh, podcast, we do that the day after Thanksgiving. Well, one of the things is we have a kind of home church group, a, a small group that comes over. It's a prayer group we have every Friday. And so on the Friday after Thanksgiving, they come over and they help us set up our tree. But part of our thing that we do every year is we make one of those paper chains. You guys know what I'm talking about? You put around the tree, you make a paper chain. And when we do, we write down things we want to pray for, people we want to pray for, situations. So they'll write literally all different kinds of stuff. They'll write things like, we want to pray for people who are in prison and we want to pray for people who are sick, but also I want to pray for mama and I want to pray for papa. And we make these huge paper chains, but not just them. They get to do it with um, these people who come and are a part of, they're a part of our church, but they're adults and they get to hear the things they're praying for and the people they're praying for. And we make this huge chain and then we wrap it around the Christmas tree. And then throughout the year, when you go, when someone goes up to get a candy cane or something off the Christmas tree, they stop and they look and they pray for that, per, whatever that situation is or that thing. And it's a way to not just talk about it for our kids, but they get to participate in the kingdom. They get to practice it. And so I think, once again, I'm not saying you have to do that with your family, but I think that's an intentional thing and it's become a tradition for us. It's become a thing our kids look forward to. And because it involves other people, it becomes communal. They know I'm praying for, you know, Sawyer's a part of that group. So I'm praying for Mr. Sawyer's uh, mom, or I'm praying for Mr. Sawyer's whoever, right? Uh, and, and that's important for them to know throughout their year. Um, one other thing that has been really kind of just fun recently um, is I was talking to one of my girls about we're, we're kind of getting to the age with our girls, which is new for me. Uh, but just talking about like hygiene in general, you know, like caring for your body, why it's important you, you put lotion on your body every day. Like, why is it important you care for your skin and you care for your hair? You know, because our girls are are very rough kind of girls. They're rolling around. They have sticks in their hair every day at some point. Uh, and just being able to talk to them about like, this is why it's important to actually wash your hair and brush your teeth. And the way I kind of say it to them is, is, you know, God, you're beautiful. I say, God made you good and beautiful. He gave you a good and beautiful body. But do you know why God gave you a good and beautiful body? And they go, why? Now they know because they answer it. It's so that people would look at you and they would say, wow, how good and beautiful must God be? If someone could make someone as good and beautiful as that person, they must be even more good and beautiful. And so it's important we take care of our body so that people know how good and beautiful God is. Like even those little situations where you're talking about brushing your teeth, there are ways to make that about, hey, let's honor God. Let's honor God with everything we do. Brushing our teeth is a way to honor God. And so I think for us to work that in, and then I want to say this right at the end, we've said this a bunch, and we're going to repeat stuff a lot on this podcast. The number one way for them to know about your faith is for them to see it, uh, for them to know that mommy has a prayer time that they know that daddy reads his Bible every day, that they see you go to church and serve, that they know. And even if what it is, is that, oh, mommy or daddy has to leave the house early on Sunday to go. And they know that's why mommy and daddy are here because they go serve. Um, they know that part of uh, daddy's routine is every Monday night I go and play trivia, but it's not because I want to play trivia. It's because we're me and a group of people from our church are, are just going there to pray for the other teams and pray for the servers. And we want to get to know them and bless them and find ways to serve them in the name of Jesus. 
and for my kids to know, hey, the reason daddy's not there for bedtime on on Monday nights is not because he's just out having fun. It's because he's doing it in the name of Jesus. And for them to just see our faith on display. So the number one thing you can do for your kids is just to live out your faith uh, and uh, to do it in such a way that they can see it. And uh, it will matter over time. It may not feel like it does showing up to church on Sunday, every Sunday, showing up to serve, showing up, you know, praying every morning. It may feel like, well, this doesn't really matter and they're not seeing it. They do see it. And Christianity, by and large, is caught, not taught. It is something that they just catch. It is not something we teach them about. Uh, So, Nathan, I want to say this. I just thought of this as you were talking. Um, One of the things that my son, my oldest and I used to do, and my little ones are just now starting to kind of get into being able to enjoy this, is picking a kid from the uh, Christmas in Coweta. And me and my son, he used to actually, like, as he got older, take his own money and sponsor his own kid. And we'd go shop together for our children. But, yeah, I just wanted to, like, throw that out there since that's coming up. You know, we'll be in the thick of it when these episodes air. Um, That is such an awesome way to remind your kids right here before they're about to get, you know, a kid's almost in probably all of the kids that we are going to be talking to on here are not going to be ones who aren't going to have anything for Christmas. Right. But to have an opportunity to show your kids that there is this whole other side of, you know, life and the world and what other people experience that they might, you know, not understand or get, you know, a deep enough um, insight into that. I mean, we always enjoyed that time together. My son was always so enthusiastic about being able to do that. And I think it's, that is um, one of my best memories. He's 19 now. I think that's one of my best memories with him is, is doing our shopping every year. It just, it filled my heart so much. It filled his, he'd carry the little card around so people would see that he was shopping for somebody and they talked to him about it and, you know, he would engage and it was just such an awesome experience every year. I totally agree on that. And I would say if, as they become teenagers um, and by the point this airs, this has already happened, but going forward, the, you know, our student ministry, they take kids and for them to get to do it with their parents, but also that mom and dad are saying, hey, go do that with your friends. Go do that there too. The mom that they see mom and dad are supporting the the church's efforts that, hey, it's not just important that you see my faith, but I want you to see that there are other adults in the church who have faith, that there are other people who care and that are compassionate and they're doing what Jesus does. That's huge too. So I, I'm love that you mentioned that, Heidi, because that had slipped my mind, but you're exactly right. My family, same thing. We love it. So I think that's great. Let's uh, end up there. Uh, we hope you guys have great conversations, not only about your faith, but just sharing memories with your kids uh, because that's the point of this podcast, to build memories, right, and to have conversations that matter, teach your kids to love Jesus and his way of life. We'll see you guys next time when we are talking about Elf. And I know everyone's very excited. This is like the Christmas movie for many people. We're going to talk about it next time. We'll see you then. <laughs>